Hi, I'm Rachel Roerig. And I'm Heidi Schamberg. And this is the Market Meets Podcast. We are here to introduce you to the people behind the marketplace. The owners, entrepreneurs, investors, and community leaders who are driving the real estate economy and transforming our community. Their stories are unique. Their stories are inspiring. Their stories will make you see your community in a brand new light. These are the people behind the market. Who needs recess? You know, that thing we used to do where you run around and play. Well, today we have the pleasure of speaking with David Janowick, creator of Recess Factory. David has built his life around creating outdoor events where people come together and have fun. This simple idea has led to events all over the country. Pretty much, he's the coolest kid at the playground. Tell us a little bit about how you got the inspiration to start Recess Factory. Yeah, what is the Recess Factory? I could do some recess right about now. Yeah, I know. I could, too. But the answer, I guess, would be I was working for the University of Colorado Boulder as the outdoor program coordinator. Go Buffs. And part of that job was also overseeing aquatics and uh, the ice arena at CU Boulder, which which was like a dream job. I was 24, you know, 25 years old. And it was kind of like if you go to school for outdoor education and recreation management, which is what I went to school for because I was interested in, you know, having fun and basically just wanted to get through school. And that was a degree that I felt like I could do it with. I didn't even know that was was a degree. I mean, I feel like if more people knew that, they might be doing that too. Did you go skiing and did you like yeah, I know. play baseball and stuff all day? <laughs> kind of reached like the real dream job that I wanted to have at an early age and did that for like three or four years. And it, I wasn't bored, but it was one of those things where you, you just don't have the freedom that you do when you operate your own business. And I like to create stuff and build stuff. And it was a great position. And I, I mean, I could have retired there, you know, and 10 years from now or something. But, <laughs> shoot, you know, for me, it was one of those things that I think it was I wanted more and I couldn't really get more out of working for a university in the situation that I was in. So that's kind of what really instigated my, you know, the entrepreneurship side of where my life went. My dad was an entrepreneur and my brother is. And I think growing up in a household where my dad ran his own business was another, another thing that I, I didn't know I liked it at the time. Sure. Because he would work me at, you know, I I would work till 2am for him, you know, or helping him. He was a cabinet maker. So Nice. That's how I got my hockey sticks in high school was sanding cabinets or helping them install stuff for the moment time. So, I mean, you know, I didn't know I liked it at the time, but entrepreneurship's kind of been something that was around in my family. My brother owns a, a company based out of Milwaukee. And uh, just being around that stuff and that lifestyle, I, I don't know why somebody would like it, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but <laughs> It just runs deep. You know, it's like... I have two kids, and if somebody asked me if I wanted a third, I would say, no, thank you. Well, I do have a third. It's called the Recess Factory. (laughs) Yeah. That their child has some serious problems, you know, (laughs) and uh, it takes a lot more attention, and it's a lot more expensive. Yeah, right. So if somebody asked me if I wanted a third child that needed twice the attention and a lot more, and it was a lot more expensive and didn't always love you back, (laughs) then I'd probably say, no, I wouldn't, but it's, it's kind of one of those weird things, but at the same time, I love it. And, the, you know, I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. Totally. It's a very cool concept. So it's where it came from, you know, and the 
we have a bunch of different events. We do a lot of stuff from website building for clients to, you know, branding, marketing. We do all those things for our own events too. Each event that we have is kind of like its own business within a business. If it's not working, then you, then you, you don't do it anymore and you, you do something else and you kind of weigh your risks per event. Some events and new events, it's like a brand new company inside the company and they all run on their own budgets. We don't necessarily deal from Peter to pay Paul. They're not working, they're not working, and we move on to something else or focus our time on the ones that do. So our business in the world of event production and creation has a lot of subsidiary things like, you know, graphic design and all that stuff. So we have clients that we do just graphic design for now, which is kind of, it's evolved into us doing a lot of different things than just events, you know? Yeah, I did not know that. That's where, you know, in a nutshell the recess factory came from was I was at CU. I had some ideas for some events and I was living with um, a friend of mine at the time. We were both single, had a lot of time on our hands. And so we launched this Pabst Blue Ribbon Pond Hockey Tournament while I was, you know, technically at CU and it started to work. And I was at CU for four years. And then, you know, the, the guy, my friend that I was living with him and I started that first event company. Cool. And, I still have events from that company, which I split off from him at a few years after that. And now, you know, we're doing the recess factory out of out of my basement right here in Erie for a couple of years and got to the point where we had enough clients and enough business to where we moved into an office space nine years ago now. So Wow. Congrats. Can you tell us about your most favorite events? Maybe pick two of them so that people get a sense of what you're doing out yeah. there. Yeah. My favorite event is definitely not our most profitable, and it's not the most attended. But <laughs> That's okay. It's actually not even our event. It's owned by the town of Erie. The town of Erie is a good client of ours. We do a lot of stuff for them, with them, I should say. And uh, they had an event that was, it was a kids' triathlon event, and it wasn't working, and they wanted some new ideas behind it. And that's when we started to create this, event called the Rad Rover, which is a kid's obstacle course adventure. Much easier barrier to entry. You don't have to swim, bike, and run. And what I don't know many kids that want to swim, bike, and run, you know. Yeah, really. No way. Unless their parents do and they're forcing them to do it or they really want them to or something. So that's my favorite event. I think a lot of my staff's favorite event, too, is that event simply because you get to see all these kids, you know, over 300 kids, um, which it's growing every year. This will be the fourth year. It it will probably hit, you know, close to 400 or 500 kids this year. But That's awesome. That's been really like the most rewarding event because, you know, we build this thing out and then you see all these kids get to go through it and they have such a good time doing it. You know, the reward for that, I think, is what creates it, makes it like, you know, my favorite event that we do. That's so awesome. How old are the kids? They range from... Gosh, what are the ages in that? I think we let them go through it as young as two or three. We have two different age groups. We have a one mile and a two mile, basically one lap or two laps on a on a one mile course. And I love it. <laughs> That'll wear them out. It's good. Then the parents like love that. you too. Yeah, really. You should charge a hundred dollars a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should charge that. We don't charge that. <laughs> Heidi, we're Maybe putting you your can kids make in that there. adjustment. Be like, we'll wear out your kids for a hundred dollars a head. They'll take it. Yeah, and you do, too. It's pretty neat. But the parents can join them for free, which is neat. That's so, fun. 
you know, you got the older kids that'll do the two mile and the younger kids typically do the one mile and they're pretty toast by the time they get done with it. We do, you know, we have big inflatable slip and slides and a foam machine and they love that two different mud pits that we set up. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Heidi, you can send me through with your kids. Yeah, I'll send Rachel with that sounds like right up my right up alley alley for sure. Yeah, you got to come and do it. It's a sweet event. When is it? That one is July 28th or no, 20, 25th, 20, some, sometime at the end of July. I don't remember. We just met with the town this morning, too, and I don't even remember what date it is. Mark That's our right. calendars, folks. July 25th is the Rad Rover. <laughs> Rad Rover, folks, yeah. July 25th, and that's yeah. in Erie. It's in Erie, yeah, exactly. Okay, and tell us about your second favorite. So my second favorite, which, I, I mean, I would probably put it at a tie with Rad Rover, would be the Pabst Pond Hockey Tournament. I thought you might say that. That's another thing that kind of our baby, you know, it's, we just had our 11th year, so next year will be the 12th year of it. Sells out, you know, six months before the event happens. We just had it President's Day weekend in February, and it's, we already have over 100 teams sign up for next February. 100 teams? 225-team limit, so we, we cap it off at 225 teams. Holy cow. They're from, like, every single state in the country, in Canada, and we've had a team from Mexico. and Mexico? What? What? What do they yeah, know about pros yeah, and pond not, hockey? They practice indoors. I'm not even kidding you. That's amazing. I see here that it's voted the best damn pond hockey tournament in the USA. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> That's I would say so. sweet. Where do you do it? What pond or lake? It's in Silverthorne. Silverthorne up in uh, Summit County. So That's badass. Many of the people listening to this know of Silverthorne area. It's kind of known for the outlet malls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely known for that. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the biggest events in Summit County, and it's been reviewed pretty highly. The uh, Summit's Finest Awards, it's done by the Summit Daily, and there's voting done on it once a year, and they vote for the best Chinese restaurant, the best you know, the best event for participants, and the best event to go watch. This event was rated number one best event in Summit County to go watch, and it was rated number one best event in Summit County to participate in nice. as a sporting event. So, that's amazing. And that's over, like, you know, the Dew Tour snowboard stuff, and it's over It's over a lot of big events at the ski resort. So. That's true. Yeah, that's they huge. have all that big stuff. Yeah, it was pretty humbling to get those, to have people we don't even know vote on that stuff, and we won both of those. But that event is different. So, like, it's hockey and it's sports and stuff, but... I'd say majority of all the teams that come, it doesn't necessarily look like a hockey tournament. You know, we have teams that dress up like the Minions. We have teams that dress up yes. like where these gigantic, huge foam cowboy hats from yes. Texas that come up every year. And it's just a different, it's a big party with hockey involved in it. And it's, uh, all the teams are so grateful. We have a wall in our office of all the letters that they send us. And that doesn't typically happen with, you know, events. It's like become a family. So just the amount of people that take time to handwrite a letter and send it in saying, thank you so much for doing this. It's the best time that we have every year. We look forward to it. And just numerous responses like that. We don't get that for any other events, you know. Like, is it competitive hockey or is it really like fun? I just, when I think of hockey, I think of fist fights, teeth lost, yeah, you know, mouth guards, broken. blood. Right. I mean, that, I think it's fun, but I'm just curious how... Like, could we get out there, or do we need to be, like, a little bit more experienced? No, anybody can. I mean, we had these guys from... These UPS guys that yes. drove by the rink or the pond all the time. 
they had never skated in their lives. They were out of shape. Two of them claimed that they stopped smoking after they started playing with us. But anyhow, they'd never skated before, and they joined. They stopped by one year and like, oh, God, we're going we're to do this next year or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure you will, whatever. You've never skated. Sure enough, they signed up as the Brown Santas. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> they've been playing. And they literally, they learned to skate to play in the tournament, and they've been coming every year since. So, you know, we have like six different divisions. One of the divisions doesn't even have playoffs. So they literally just play five games. Score really doesn't matter because they don't, they're not qualifying for playoffs or a trophy or anything. They're simply just there to have fun. And that, that division sells out like first, you know, a lot of people want to do that division. And then we have, you know, one of the teams that I've played on, some of my teammates used to play in the NHL. So, and those are not the most competitive guys. Those guys don't care. They're just there for fun. They had their glory days and, you know, but there, it is competitive and it is not competitive. It's exactly both of those. And you have, you know, divisions of, you know, the women's divisions, pretty competitive. And then, you know, the other divisions, yeah, I would say they're competitive, but there's also a handful of teams that just, they don't really care. They just want to go out and have fun. And they're, you know, they got a, a beer in their hand when they sit on the bench and music playing. And so it's, uh, it's definitely a mix. Is ice hockey your first love, David? Uh, yeah, I love hockey. I mean, I grew up playing it, grew up in northern Minnesota and played my whole life and, you know, was kind of burned out on it after high school and college and didn't really skate for like basically the entire time I worked at CU. Then once we started this tournament, it just sparked my love for it again in a much different way. That's awesome. Seems like a pretty big undertaking. 225 teams, that's probably what, a couple thousand, like how many thousand? 5,000? 10,000? Yeah, a couple thousand skaters, and then a lot of their families come. So the daily attendance is over 5,000 people. And we have, you know, three different bars set up. We build a bar on the ice. We call it the tavern. It's, you know, got power in it and heat. And we serve minnow shots. You can come down and get a live minnow <laughs> shot. And... What? What? Like a real, with a f- yeah, real live cool. fish in it? Yeah, you throw a little minnow and a shot of Jägermeister and then... <laughs> Jaeger. Jaeger's hard enough Jaeger shots without a fish in it. It's a novel thing. Everybody everybody does it at least once. Yeah. I want I mean I have to do it now. Rachel's coming. Some people do it multiple, multiple times because they've had a little bit too much to drink and they like them and I don't know. One of the girls this year, this was interesting. Somebody I didn't see this, but I was told it and somebody they were getting minnow shots and the, one of the minnows flopped out of the little net, fell on the ground. So her friend picked up the minnow. This girl picks up the minnow, puts it in her mouth, starts chomping on it, Ew! and then took a shot. Wow, Ew! that's hardcore. I, yeah, I don't know if I could do that, like a cat. Good for her. It's like a cat. I guess. <laughs> um, wait. So, how many people do you have working for you? That's a. I mean, it's a ton of people. It's a big deal. That event, we have security staff that are on full time during the event. Parking staff that manage all the parking our ice operations crew that are running both of the Zambonis, our registration team, merchandise people. We have, I know, it must be a total of 50 people. This is like a Super Bowl. <laughs> 40 to 50 staff members. So that event is really neat. So we donate over, well, this year we donated close to $12,000 to Boy and Girl Scouts of America as our charity partner. So that staff amount of 40 40 or so staff does not include all the scorekeepers that are at each of the 18 rinks. 
for every single game, and there's like 400 and some games or something. So those volunteers come from the Boy and Girl Scouts of America, and they they do all of our scorekeeping and then report those scores back to our head scorekeeper who puts them in the computer and, and does all that jazz. But all together with our scorekeepers, you're looking at uh, at least 60 to 70 people Wow! to make it happen. That's badass. It's, it's like a three-and-a-half-week process to get it set up do it and then take it down. Dang. What's your next event coming up? I know you said there's the Red Rover in July, but is there something in between? And I know Pap's just finished, but what do you, what's the next one on the radar? Well, we have a bunch of different stuff, like uh, traffic control for the town at Erie, some of their events. They do some some markets down in, on uh, Briggs Street on like Thursdays. So we'll, we have a bunch of stuff like that and fence rentals for Dick's Sporting Goods Park, event fencing. But the next actual event that we have is in Rocky Point, Mexico. It's a triathlon in the ocean down uh, south of Arizona on ocean run down there. So that's May 7th or something, I think. I have to look and see. That's awesome. But yeah, beginning of May. For some reason, I thought you were more of like a Colorado company. How far, like what's your reach? So, no, we've done events in pretty much every state. So this year we have five events in Minnesota and the one in Mexico, all of our stuff in Colorado. But in years past, we've been hired by companies like the Bubble Run or the Glow Run 5K, Terrain Racing, Mud Runs, and they've contracted us to manage their events in different cities. So like when we were doing Bubble Runs, we would manage one of their semi-trailers and meet that trailer in Orlando or Nashville or Austin, Texas or Phoenix or Vegas or wherever, you know, we had a bunch of different cities that we managed. So we got, you know, we went around to everywhere, Richmond, Virginia, Miami, Raleigh, North Carolina, all these different places. So it varies from year to year, but yeah, Minnesota, the connection there, we, we do a lot of stuff for lifetime fitness. So their corporate offices out of Minneapolis area and we operate three of their events there. And then we have an event that we own up in Northern Minnesota on the around the 4th of July. You're so all over the place. You're busy, man. Why? Um, yeah. Like, are, Do you live in Erie? I mean, I think you said you lived in Erie, but is, yeah. I mean, you're like all over the place and you're like, I'm going to live in Erie. What's cool about Erie to you? Well, that was interesting. I mean, like, so I was at CU Boulder, right? Living in Boulder with three other guys in my early and mid twenties. And then once I was done at CU, I lived in Louisville with my buddy Jeff, who I started Human Movement with, the first event company, because he had a house in, in Louisville, and I was done living in Boulder. So moved to Louisville, lived there for several years, and then met my wife, Sam. We then ended up moving in together in Lafayette. So we moved one town east to Lafayette. And then, you know, as we were preparing to get married and buy our first house together, Erie was the perfect spot for it. So we ended up you know, it was less expensive than Boulder, Louisville, and Lafayette. We liked the area north of Denver better than anywhere else. And that's also where my business is. So it made a lot of sense to uh, stay in the area and found a really great place in, in Vista Ridge area and ended up staying there. And then it just kind of, you know, it'd be tough for me to think about living anywhere else after being here and developing the connections and community and having our hands tied with 
all these different events in the town and stuff like that. So I've really come to like it a lot and got really lucky. Our office space is on like a hundred acres in the middle of farm fields. And it feels like, like we're in a very rural area, you know, but at the same time, we're not, you know. I think that sums up Erie kind of in general, you know what I mean? It, it, and actually even just five years ago, it felt much more rural, but it still has that small town feel and you are such a big part of the community. So you're right where you're supposed to be. When you need all that, all those acres for all your things, yeah. all your stuff, your fun stuff. Yeah. There's some people, there's three events that, that lease the land that we're on to do a couple mud runs. The, the train, the train race, which is a big obstacle course run and then uh, another one called Muddy Dash, and then Muddy Princess. They all use our land and uh, set up their events out here. So those three will be here this year, too. Cool. But yeah, we, I love Erie. It, it does. It feels like a small town, even when you're down on, on Bridge Street downtown and stuff. And you see a lot of the same people, and you know, it doesn't feel like it's as big as it's become. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's convenient, too, to get everywhere, especially if you're going all these places and the airport's right there and the highway. Oh, you know, yeah. It's just easy airport, accessibility. If I drive fast, I can get to security at the airport in 30 minutes. Totally. Parked, really? Parked and inside. Minutes. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah. I'll, I'll do reserve parking on the first level, and before I know it, I'm just rolling. walking through security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Super nice. Well, I feel like... a people listening are probably jealous of I think your career choice because I think you've built your life around having fun and I think more people can probably get behind that (laughs) than not and I'm just wondering what's the most like inspiring part of your job I used to be a participant in a lot of different events you know mainly in mountain biking world and mountain bike races and I thought that was fun right but put yourself on the other side of it where you're creating experience for other people and you're creating you know that's why we're called the recess factory because we're essentially a factory that creates recess right that's where the name came from that's exactly what we do creating recreational opportunities for people and that's been the most rewarding piece is not being on the participant side of it i have much more fun putting the event on and seeing thousands of people that are really happy and excited and accomplishing. They could be accomplishing goals or they could be doing something with their friends as a getaway or a group. And seeing that is incredible. It's, it's much better than actually being in the event ourselves. You know, I would choose putting on an event any day rather than being in one. You know, it's not as glamorous as people might think it is. If they're listening right now, it's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the backside that's super stressful. And, you know, you're dealing with, a lot of different entities and permitting and insurance and staff and workers comp and all, all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't really think of, but it all ends up being much more rewarding and positive than, than the negatives, you know? Absolutely. Do you just to circle back with, do you hire people from CU with your degree? I have a bunch of temp staff in the summertime that are college kids. Yeah. They're like outdoor ed party seriously i did not know that that existed they don't have that degree at cu oh well that's kind of like what i feel like i did with business (laughs) business degree at cu is like outdoor ed yeah it's true (laughs) it's like they don't even offer classes on fridays so you're outside they have like uh outdoor recreation or i don't know what they call it here exactly outdoor education or outdoor recreation management 
at UNC, and they have one at Metro. They have a good program at Metro, which I have a few of my staff. Actually, Jen, a girl that worked for me for four and a half years, that's how we met her was through that program at Metro, and she turned out to be amazing. So, yeah, it's nice to get those people in, and we've had interns from Metro State that are in those degrees uh, work with us. But a lot of a lot of our staff, I'd say the best staff we have are, are references from existing young staff, you know, that are just out of college or in college, and a lot of them from hockey teams. The world of hockey is like a family, and if you haven't been in it, it's a very interesting world, and it's very trust very trusting world you know like oh okay well yeah he played hockey he played with tom and james over there okay you want to know those guys and it's just such a small world that the connections create that trustability pretty quickly and just the demographic of hockey players tends to be very reliable hard-working people that you know i don't know why that is it's just kind of it's just the way that so we have a lot of people that are and hand-me-downs from previous people that played on the same teams together or whatever. So it's it's pretty nice. It's a good community. It's hard to find good people. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest part. Doing events, too, is we don't really have hours. So it's hard to explain that to some people. They don't really understand it. Like, oh, I thought we would be done at 7 p.m. <laughs> well, it's not over we yet. talked about this. We said it could be as early as 7 p.m. or it could be 1 a.m. You know, depends what happens and the situation. So... When you find people that don't care and they understand that, it makes a big difference to everybody on the whole crew, you know? Yep, that makes sense, for sure. Especially for pond hockey, when you're dealing with Mother Nature, you can't control when it snows a foot and you got to move all that snow. You know, you can't control a lot of the things that Mother Nature brings, which can set you back in events pretty quickly. It can change your your daily plan to a totally different plan in a matter of minutes. Yeah, I can I can imagine that being a, a challenge in your business for sure. And it's like hot or it's snowing or it's raining during a yeah. run. Yeah, that's crazy. Nothing you can do about that's that. That's the truth. I mean, you're standing on a, on a frozen pond in Minnesota at 25 degrees below zero huh. and you have a job to do, you know, or you're, or it's, you know, 101 degrees and in the middle of July and you have to set up a bunch of scaffold or fencing or something, you know, so it's, there's definitely extremes to it, you know, you got to have grit. I'm just going to cry. Just thinking about both those things. That's both those extremes. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Well, is there any other stories or anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about who you are, who your business is? Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about starting your own company, you just ask yourself if you want another child. <laughs> okay. A little more inspiring. Uh, okay, yeah. We need to... <laughs> I've talked a few people out of having their own businesses just by saying that one line and they're like, nope. Just by being honest. <laughs> I mean, we have a good time and we, you know, I don't, I don't have any staff that have, you know, the hardest working people that I've ever met are the people that work for me right now, which is incredible to have people like that supporting your life, you know, and supporting your dream and your company. And it's tough to find people like that, but the real end of it is your, your business is the people in your business. It's not exactly how you do it. It's the quality is in the people that you have here, 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 here. You know, and if you can, if you can find good people, that's keep them. You, that's where you get good references and good reviews. And that's what I've learned over the last 10 years is, the qualities and the people that you have, not in exactly what you're doing all the time, but in the people that are there. So we love that. 
Well, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you and the Recess Factory. Well, you can stop by our office on Erie Parkway or our website's recessfactory.com. Just R-E-C-E-S-S. Everybody thinks it's Reese's, like Reese's Pieces. Oh, no, they do. I do love Reese's Pieces. Well, no, when I'm telling vendors and stuff on the phone, they're like, no, R-E-C-E-S-S, factory.com. But yeah, recessfactory.com, you can get a hold of us. We'd be happy to chat with anybody about anything needed as far as events or branding or any of that jazz. That's awesome. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you in Erie. Yeah. We'll come put some water on that dirt you got going around your office and get muddy. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you can oh take my. a spin on the Zamboni or the skid loader or something. I would totally like a ride on the Zamboni. I bet you got a lot of really cool things to yeah. play with. Yeah, you need you need to come out here, Heidi. You get you guys need to stop by for a, for a drink at happy hour sometime or something. Plan on it. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It was nice to meet you, David. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Thank you guys for having me. It was it was great. Awesome. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Of we'll course. We'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. As you can imagine, the outdoor and event industry has been greatly impacted by the stay-at-home orders issued by multiple states during the COVID-19 pandemic. We caught up with David to see how this was affecting the Recess Factory specifically and were pleasantly surprised by his optimism. They've been quick to adapt. They created the Q5K, which is a virtual quarantine 5K, where participants run independently with the goal to raise funds for nominated small businesses across the country. Registrants still get some of the awesome perks like t-shirts and medals with the added benefit of supporting small businesses hit hardest by the pandemic. Sign up at q5k.us and send in your times by May 11th. Other ways to support your favorite summer events is register now. There have been a significant reduction in early registration fees for these events across the country. One way to help out these small businesses is to sign up now. Now more than ever, it's important to be conscientious of where you spend your dollars. This podcast is brought to you by Market Real Estate, Boulder's most innovative commercial real estate company. If you or your business are looking for commercial space, reach out to us at wearemarket.com. Also, shout out to our badass producer, David Devine. 